Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. If you would like more information about First Baptist Church of Silva, please visit firstbaptistsilva.com. We have all been called in Christ Jesus to play a role in the work of the church. We are part of the body of Christ. And at the point of our baptism, we are given gifts. Gifts not for ourselves, but to be used for the good of the kingdom, to be a blessing to others, to serve others. And why? Because that is who Christ Jesus is. That is the very nature of God among us, of one who serves, of a love that knows no bounds. From the passage that we read just a moment ago, the word that keeps coming back to me is the word activate. That is that the Holy Spirit activates in us skills and gifts intended to be used together. And in just a moment, we will be celebrating how these skills and gifts have been called out to be used in a particular way in the office of deacon. That is someone who serves. I celebrate that this church for many decades has been setting aside to the diaconate women and men to serve in this particular capacity. For in doing so, we are celebrating that we are all called to serve men, women, teenagers, children, senior adults, college students, second career folk. We are all called to serve. And when God calls us to do something, it is the role of the body of Christ to commission them, to give them our blessing, to do what God is calling them to do. Today is a day of celebration. And it doesn't just happen when one individual seeks to set apart someone for the work of ministry. No. In our context and in our faith tradition, it is more than just the ministers or the other deacons who pray over these candidates for deacon. It is the entire church that offers our blessing for them to activate their skills and gifts for good. Fellow members of the First Baptist Church of Silva, in the name and for the service of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are now to ordain these we have selected to serve in the office of deacon. Teresa Dietz Manring. Janet Ford, Marina Hunley-Graham, Chris Moore, and Charlie White. These individuals have been called to be servants of Christ and as deacons to lead us in the pastoral work, spiritual development, and administration of our congregation. Deacon candidates, you have been called by God through this congregation to the office of deacon. 
Do you promise, as God is your helper, to serve God and this congregation with all faithfulness? If so, please say, I do. Please be seated. We will now hear from each deacon candidate as they share why they feel called to serve as a deacon. And as they do so, listen for points of connection and intersection to your own story and faith journey. Teresa? Good morning. I'm Teresa Dietz Mannering, and in the church, I have served on the pastoral care team, taught Sunday school, and been a very active part of WMU. And today, I have the honor of being ordained as a deacon, and I'm deeply humbled by that. I would also like to add that I am the proud granddaughter of the late Reverend Thad Dietz, who many years ago pastored at this church for three different periods of time. And I feel especially connected to him today. I feel called to serve as a deacon because God is leading me in this direction at this time in my life. Not my time, but God's time. To use my gifts for this church. Two of my very favorite Bible passages have the theme of time. From the fourth chapter of Esther, it talks about for just such a time as this. I love that verse. And from the third chapter of Ecclesiastes, where it talks about there's a time and a season for everything and every purpose under heaven. I came to and joined this church during a difficult and challenging time in my life. And during these years that I've been here, I've grown as a child of God, my faith is stronger, and my trust is deepened. And I've also encountered the experience of an amazing church family. I've watched you be like Jesus to other people. I've watched you care for others, love others, minister to others, and use your gifts in countless ways. Teaching, serving on committees, cooking one more meal, attending one more meeting, devoting one more hour, taking on one more project, and doing all the work to fulfill your role in this church and move the work of this church and the work for God forward. You've inspired me to now use my gifts to serve. And that is another reason that I feel called to be a deacon. 
And if you are wondering if you're the person that inspired me, you probably are. And I'm grateful. Good morning. My name is Janet Ford, and as you've heard in preparation for today, Dr. Mathis gave each of us a homework assignment. We've been asked to share with you why we feel called to serve as a deacon, and I've wrestled with how to respond to this prompt. But for me, it boils down to this. I feel, I feel called to serve as a deacon because it's my turn. I spent my whole life in the Baptist Church. I started out on the cradle roll at Pendleton Street Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. And I remained a member there until I transferred my letter here to First Baptist Silva. <clears throat> In the 58 years since I was put on that cradle roll, the church has been my second home. The church family has been my second family. The church has raised me, nurtured me, challenged me, encouraged me, and comforted me. We refer to this room as the sanctuary because of what God offers us in this place. The word sanctuary, a beautiful, beautiful word, means a place of refuge or safety. Over the past several months, Dr. Mathis has been developing the idea of the church as a base camp, a safe haven for those who need restoration or rejuvenation. Whether you prefer the term sanctuary or base camp, the idea is basically the same. Our Christian journey requires that we have a place of refuge where we can rest, heal, recharge, and importantly, be equipped to venture back out onto our path. But base camp doesn't happen spontaneously. It requires planning, preparation, maintenance, provision. Someone must identify the resources needed for the base camp to operate and arrange for those resources to be provided. Someone must determine what actions need to be taken to maintain operations of base camp. The job is too much for one person. Base camp operations would be much more effective and successful if the burden could be shared, and that's where the deacon board comes in. Several generations of Christian men and women before me have carried that burden faithfully and willingly so that I could have sanctuary and be strengthened by my time in base camp. So today, I feel called to follow in their footsteps so that the base camp known as First Baptist Silva can continue to provide sanctuary to weary travelers. It's my turn to serve others as I myself have been served. 
I thank you for the words of encouragement and support that so many of you have already shared with me. And I covet your continued prayers for me, for our deacon board, for this church, and for the church universal. Thank you for this opportunity to serve. Hi, I'm Marina Hundley-Graham, and I feel called to serve as a deacon because it feels like I need to serve, and I need to serve this church. We moved to North Carolina in 2012, attended church some of that time, but we're not regular churchgoers. In 2015, I took a leadership class, and I, uh, I met this really cool girl in the class and found out she lived in Silva. And she and her husband were both ministers, and her husband was serving at First Baptist Church. She invited me to find, you know, to, uh, my family to come to church, and I thought, wow, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, perhaps we'll do that sometime. And it wasn't more than a couple of weeks uh, after that, that invitation, uh, that Tom came home and, from school and said, hey, I met this really awesome guy who's over a student teacher and he's the choir director at First Baptist Church in Silva. And he's invited us to attend. So, two invitations to the same church in less than one month <laughs> says to me that God is really trying to get my attention. So I say to Tom, do you think we should try it out? He said, yeah. He said, I think we should. We walked through those doors that morning, and we're still here. I'm so glad we stayed, and I'm so glad that we listened to God speaking to us and telling us where we were needed to be and where he wanted us to be. Oftentimes, we miss the signs. We miss God speaking to us, or perhaps we just tune him out. But this time, we didn't. This time, he practically hit us over the head. <laughs> so there was no way um, to mistake what he was telling us we needed to do. God always has a plan, and although I sometimes attempt to alter that plan to fit it to my own needs, um, I know that it is his plan and I need to follow, and by serving as a deacon, I hope I will do justice to his plan. I've always liked um, the very familiar poem, the plan of the master weaver, and I felt this to be a great time to share it with my church family. Our lives are but fine weavings that God and we prepare. Each life has become, becomes a fabric planned and fashioned in his care. And we may not always see just how the weavings intertwine, but we must trust the master's hand and follow his design. For he can view the pattern upon the upper side, while we must look from underneath and trust in him to guide. Sometimes a strand of sorrow is added to his plan, and though it's difficult for us, we still must understand that it's he who flies the shuttle 
and it's he who knows what's best. So we must weave in patience and leave to him the rest. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttles cease to fly shall God unroll the canvas and explain the reasons why. The dark threads are as needed in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. Thank you, Marina. Good morning, all. My name is Chris Moore. You see me before you, but I am not a complete human being without Jesus, my girls, Beth, Maddie, and Lucy, and my fellow brothers and sisters here today. And yeah, I get emotional. Please bear with me. <clears throat> I feel called to serve as a deacon because my life, both good and bad, is a living testimony, along with a daily reminder of the grace God extended to us through salvation in his son, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> as a career public servant, I have come to realize the potential capacity we all possess in the name of honesty, love, integrity, along with empathy and humility. Building relationships with people in an amicable manner has always been the crux of my existence. And I feel I have always followed the servant leadership model Jesus exhibited while here on earth. In a world of literal gas-filled plastic bags and ransomware amongst other things, I have continued to seek refuge within my faith. Refuge in my faith has given so much to me as a father, a husband, a professional, and a member of this church. I do not know any other thing to do with my faith but to share in it with all of you in here and beyond. As people united through Christ, we can all have shared refuge and strength in our faith. As a proud citizen of Jackson County, I feel honored. I feel I honor the county motto in sharing God's bounty wisely each day. I rise and fall. As I ask my children very simply, are you adding to it or taking it away from it in a day's time? From school to community to your faith, are you an addition problem rather than a subtraction problem? We all have a part in it. No matter how big or how small, Jesus and God is love. As a follower who buys into the fellowship to leadership style of growing as a person, I call upon the scripture within the New Testament. And thank you so much this morning for that children's message. I'm going to read from the book of Mark 9.35. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and servant to all. I look forward to being his humble servant and serving my church and my community to the fullest extent possible. 
I appreciate each and every one of you here today, whether you are present in a pew or streaming over the World Wide Web. As long as we have Jesus in our hearts, we cannot be led too far astray in this ever-changing world. I pray for continued blessings upon you all. Good morning, I'm Charlie White, and first I'd like to say you know, a lot of people may have, uh, may be called because they have dreams or visions. Some people are called because they actually hear God's voice. Uh, some people are called to great missions, and some people are called to just quiet, silent service. Uh, myself, a little over eight years ago, Diane and I had a home in uh, Tuckasegee, and we were searching for a church, and we visited a church, maybe two, and then we said, uh, let's go visit that beautiful church on Main Street in Silva. So the very next Sunday, we walked in the door and I would normally sit on the back pew, but uh, I followed Diane and she kept going and going and going and we sat near the front. But the feeling coming into this church, I'm gonna give you a little analogy. Most of you have probably parked your car out in the parking lot or in the driveway on a real cold, bright, sunshiny, wintry day. And in a few hours, you may have gone out and gotten in the car and the sun has been shining in the windshield and what it's created when you get in the car is a warmth that just wraps itself around you. Well, coming in this church, not just the first time, but every time, you can feel the love and the warmth that God has created just wrap itself around you as soon as you come in. Uh, not many years ago, we moved away for a short period, and I missed that warmth, and I missed the love of the people here. And uh, coming back made that feel even more precious. Uh, this kind of experience re uh, reminds me of one of my favorite Bible verses, which is Romans 8.28, which says, we all, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. One more experience I'd like to share. About three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, I was in front of the church and a family pulled up and parked in front of Lulu's. And they got out and uh, 
had a pretty good idea they were visitors to the area since they were standing in the middle of Main Street taking pictures. So they started to walk down the sidewalk and the two children saw the playground. Oh, the parents couldn't keep up. The children were up the stairs on the swings in the playground playing. And uh, I turned around and thought, what a, what a great thing. Uh, this, this church is, has been blessed so much by God to be a blessing not only to each other, but to the community, to visitors, to strangers like those on the playground. So this is the reason that I feel blessed and honored to be called to serve. Let us pray together. To you, O God, we offer these chosen to serve as deacons. By your Holy Spirit, give them the grace they need to fulfill their duties to their calling. Grant them wisdom to administer the affairs of our congregation. May they be open to all human need, the sick and the sorrowing, the fearful and the lonely, and those who find life's burdens too heavy to bear. To this service and in the name of the one who came not to be served, but to serve, we set them apart as your servants and the servants of the household of faith. Amen. There's something that we're not telling you. And that is that the work of the church is a blessing and brings us joy and gives our life purpose. And during this past year, it's been easy to forget that. Doing what we've been created to do, that is to serve and to help and be a blessing to others, is in fact a blessing to us. And it's our prayer this morning that we all recognize that if we share the work of the church together, then the blessing is truly all ours. And it's evident to others when we are a blessing to them. They can see in our countenance, in our words, and in our touch that what we are doing is not a burden. It is a joy. And it is a joy for us to be at this moment in the timeline of this church's history. Last year at this time, four of these deacon candidates were not able to be ordained or set apart in the way that our faith tradition directs and allows. But it's time now. The moment is ripe for us as a congregation to set them apart. And we do so with our words, with our prayers, and with our touch. In just a moment, you will be invited first 
are ordained ministers to the gospel of Jesus Christ, followed by our ordained deacons, and then by the entirety of our congregation to file down this aisle and to make your way from one candidate to another, then returning to your seats by the aisle on this side. When you come, we invite you to place the card or note that you've prepared in advance, a word of encouragement and blessing in the offering plate beside them. They will read these later. They will hold on to them. They will place them in their office or in their bedside table, and they will remember the words that you have written or crafted for many days and weeks and years to come. It's not too late, of course, if you haven't written your note. I know they will be happy to accept them in the days and weeks to come. So when you come down, we invite you to place your note in the offering plate. Then, in the ancient tradition of the church, we invite you to take your hand and to place it on their shoulder and to offer them a silent prayer. They will feel your touch. They will feel our embrace. Then go to the next candidate for ordination and the next. Together, during this time, we will be participating in the ancient practice and tradition of commissioning and ordaining those to do the work of the church and to experience the joy that God wants us all to feel. Child, teenager, college student, adult, retiree, man, woman, and child. The blessing of serving others. Let us prepare ourselves for our ministers followed by deacons and the remaining, of the church, remaining members of the church to come forward to ordain these, our candidates for deacon. Let us pray. God, we pray that you might transform our words into words of your blessing and that you might touch these candidates through our touch so that they might feel your blessing and your embrace and your power. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray these things. Amen.